God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, we are dealing with so many different things. Imagine having energy shortages, high inflation, high mortgage rates, the risk of food shortages, water shortages, war, and no border controls, yet not thinking it's the government's fault. And we know that it's the government's fault. And at some point we're going to have to we're going to have to reevaluate our relationship with the government and reevaluate the fee, what they're charging us for their services. You know, we didn't order up 87,000 IRS agents, did we? No, we did not. And the sad news is, is that this is just the tip of it. You know, um, one of the things about the IRS agents is, is that um, I don't think it's, I, I don't think they're being hired in the, in the way that, um, uh, People are suggesting, you know, a lot of people are suggesting um, these audits. And I actually think that it's it's something different than that. I think that uh, I think that the IRS agents are being hired to accommodate digital currency. And I think that there's a whole new system that's going to be put into place. I read a report and doing my research for all this that they already spent $20 million on weapons. And and you're seeing these videos flying around social media of these IRS agents in training with guns and, you know, basically looking like a SWAT team. And I think that is misinformation. I think that's disinformation. I think that what's really happening here 
is that there's a preparation for a future globalist agenda. I think that everything that we're seeing here, everything we're seeing here, is part of a globalist movement. And there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of deception. But the reason that we have allocated $80 billion and 87,000 new agents to the IRS isn't what they told us. It's not for the reasons they told us. And these leaks that the conservatives in the right wing are coming out with are, and I would even say DeSantis is sort of falling into that same trap. And we have a couple of his clips. And we can play some of his clips as well, but let's not get too sidetracked on the shiny object because there's something underneath the surface. And I'm going to play two clips for you. One is going to be DeSantis. He's going to give us the message that says the Biden administration hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. It was basically a middle finger to the public. They're not putting very much might at the border. I can tell you that right now. Let's take a listen. Would they do that? Because you're not going to be able to contend with the audit. Uh, so they're going to crush a lot of people uh, by doing that. And I think of all the things that have come out of Washington uh, that have been outrageous, uh, this has got to be pretty close to the top. And, and I think it was basically just a middle finger uh, to the American public that this is what they think of you, all these problems we have to deal with, and they think the way is to do 87,000 IRS agents. There's going to be more people in the IRS than in, like a lot of these other agencies combined now. Um, you know, they're not putting very much might down at the border, I can tell you that right now, but they want to be able to do it and, and unleash them on uh, American taxpayers. And so, so that's wrong. Uh, fortunately, you know, that's one of the reasons we don't have an income tax is because if you don't have an income tax, you don't, ha you don't empower revenue agents. Once you do that income tax, that gives them the ability to really go in um, and potentially target. And it's going to be targeted at people that the government doesn't like. Of course, we see the government do that. And we're going to talk a lot about that today because the affidavit hearing is today, later in the afternoon today, on Thursday, uh, the uh, affidavit hearing. We're not going to get a reveal on that. More than likely, the standard procedure is you don't get to see the affidavit. So this is a game of bluff and the game of uh, chance, and we'll see what happens here. But I don't, uh, I am not holding my breath with respect to the re big reveal on the affidavits. But we're going to get into that a little bit as well because Jonathan Turley and uh, Margot Cleveland, uh, they've all weighed in on this and there there's some brilliant people when it comes to the, the law. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But So that was your standard, you know, IRS bad, 87,000 agents, and, and surely they, they are bad. And it was promising to hear Rick Scott someone I rarely agree with. Rick Scott came out and he says, he warns the new IRS employees, this will be a short-term gig. 
But in light of what we're about to hear and the real reason why we have this IRS and the 87,000 um, new uh, tax collection agents and the $80 billion in allocation of funds, what we're going to hear in just a moment, the real reason for this IRS investment tells me that this IRS is not going to get any smaller anytime soon. It should, but it won't. Like I say, I'm, I'm all about fair tax or flat tax or consumption tax. Those are my three favorite kinds of taxes. And there's better, you know, I think that uh, a lot of people say fair tax is better than flat tax, but, and there's consumption tax, you know, where you don't have to file on April 15th, that there is no payroll tax. Just like um, DeSantis was saying, as soon as you implement and roll that out, you then have to hire a department to manage it. Think about the cost. They were talking about what these employees can stand to make. They're going to start out at $70,000 a year and top out at uh, as high as $165,000 a year, something like that, with a pension. Think about how much money this is going to cost the, the American taxpayer. Growing government, and not just any old government, but the government that enforces tax regulations and tax audits and gets into your life and your business and gets involved in your medical. And we've already seen people like Lois Lerner. We've already seen what she is capable of doing, right? Targeting Tea Party groups. Targeting anything that's patriotic. You know, at a time when the state of Virginia, for example, uh, wants to uh, take away Madison as the father of the Constitution and George Washington as the father of the country and rewrite history. Yunkin uh, is put, trying to put a stop to that, probably in part because he wants to run for president of the United States against Trump because he's never been a big Trump fan, the governor of Virginia. But he thinks he has a future in politics. I think he's an okay governor. An average Joe, but a bit of a rhino. But, you know, the thing is, is that at a time when we have a government that's against the people, that's against our history, that wants to abolish the Constitution, wants to take away our rights, wants to cede power to the globalists that are unelected officials to American voters. And somehow it's going to be taxation without representation. Where have we seen that before, folks? So, ah, you know, it's frustrating. It really is frustrating. It really is. But this IRS thing, this is just, this is just another, another thing. And again, I think DeSantis, you know, sort of, you know, falling for it a little bit there. And here he is here, too. He was with um, uh, Glenn Beck, I think it was, on this show. Let's take a listen to this clip the mom and pop. They're going to go after the small business person, the independent contractor, the Uber driver, and they're going to focus so, on basically parts of the country 
that don't support what the regime is trying to do. So I think it's so outrageous, Glenn, that I do think it's going to backfire big time on them politically. Uh, the Republican Congress, if we do get House and Senate, which we do, they must defund all of those IRS agents. That is a total travesty. Um, I, I wonder if we have the backbone in the Republican Party, but I certainly hope so. They're going to go out. But see... Okay, and that's all great, and I with I stand with them there. I stand with them completely and a hundred percent. But I don't think they're seeing why it is that the Democrats did what they did with the IRS. And here it is. I'm about to tell you. And I framed it up. I queued it up because it's it's so important. And I want you to hear it. We are on the brink of a dramatic change. We are about to abandon the traditional system of money and replace it with a new one. And digital blockchain, CBDC, which will give us give the globalists greater clarity over every single transaction, says Pippa Malmagren. It's scary to listen to, but take a listen. This is the World Government Summit. The World Government Summit in 2022. This just happened. I remember talking to an Australian diplomat at one point about this break between the U.S. and China and said, you know, both sides are going to say, whose team are you on? Mm -hmm. And he said, our job is to make sure the question never arises. But the question has arisen. And so I think we have to go deeper. And it's not about the U.S. versus China. It's about what underpins a world order is always the financial system. Mm. I, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private, but what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. So think about it. What happened with the Ottawa truckers in Canada? What did Trudeau, what was the first thing he did to the Ottawa truckers? Besides run over their faces with their uh, Canadian mounted horses. Um, Yeah, they went after the GoFundMe, didn't they? It was GoFundMe. 
They had what? How many millions of dollars? They were just frozen. We saw the powers that be, the woke corporate uh, leaders of GoFundMe, where they pick and choose who can get a GoFundMe. You can't, but you can. I agree with your politics, but I don't agree with yours. So you could fundraise. You can't. Picking winners and losers. The same way they do it with our justice system. Our rigged kangaroo courts. Our D.C. courts. You know, there's a reason why D.C. is so liberal, and that's it. Because when liberals go to court in D.C., they always get a pass. Because everything's so politicized. I think that the liberalism in D.C. ought to exempt itself from even having uh, a charade of what they try to call a fair trial. There's no such thing in D.C. And therefore, anything that happens in D.C. ought to be litigated in the Midwest somewhere by Zoom. You know, at some point, we got to get a handle on, on you because we know that these justices are progressive. We know that they're legislating from the bench. We know that their political ideology clouds their vision and their interpretation of the Constitution. We know all that. And yet we keep on playing this game and putting people's lives in jeopardy as they sit before a truly unfair court. And we see it so obviously and clearly when it's uh, someone like Warm Beer in North Korea. But is it any different when you have a January 6th protester rotting in jail in Washington, D.C., than it is Otto Warm Beer in North Korea? Is it any different? Or was it China? Was he in China? But uh, Otto Warm Beer. You know, we see, oh, well, that was a rigged court system. Yeah, well, are we any better? The liberals are just as bad as the radical communist tyrants. And that's a shame on them. And I've said it a thousand times. I know these people. I know so many. I've had so many friends that are liberals. And they vote to support this disgusting behavior. And I look at them and I'm like, I maybe need to reevaluate who you are as a person. Because I can't believe you could be that stupid and that evil at the same time as to vote for a guy like Joe Biden who endorses every one of these things. I mean, we're watching this video of an open border where they undo the gate and let these people in. And Mayorka sits there before a committee and says, we're doing the best we can to keep uh, the border secure. The liberals talk about this stupid idea called smart walls or smart smart border security. They use these words that are the exact opposite of what it is that they're, they're actually about. Black Lives Matter, when they're shooting black people in the streets every single day. Black on black crime is at a record high and somehow Black Lives Matter as they buy $4 million houses and donate to the Democrat Party like slaves working in a plantation except today's plantation is bloodshed in the streets. Every bad city is run by a liberal. 
Every high crime area is run by liberals. And somehow they think they have all the solutions. When is America going to wake up and just look at the facts? It's absolutely disturbing. The same people that are behind this new world order and this globalism, and they're using climate green cards, and they're exploiting COVID vaccines, disguising those vaccine passports, but really it's, a, it's an inroad to social credit score systems. And this whole thing about blockchain is exactly that. It's a social, it's going to allow the government to control, just like Trudeau controlled the Ottawa truckers with GoFundMe and uh, seized their bank accounts. This blockchain digital currency is going to allow the IRS to control every aspect of your lives. And now they're arming and weaponizing it. They're spending $80 billion of your money so that they could put an army against you and control your speech and control your behavior. If you say, no, I don't want to give up my Second Amendment right, they're going to freeze your bank account. And they'll starve you to death because they know that when you're hungry and you're sick, you will do anything to stay alive. It's torture, folks. At some point, you will obey. At some point, the person breaks and they talk. They obey. They oblige. At some point, what is your breaking point? You better find out what it is because you're about to find out. If we keep on letting this happen, our lives will be put in jeopardy. And it's happening so quickly. And we're financing it. They figured out a way to get you to finance their tyranny against you. And they're doing it with food. They're doing it with food supplies, fertilizer, farmland. They make you sick with COVID. And they're putting stuff in your body that could allow them to then build another virus that only infects people that took the Pfizer vaccine. And they build another virus that only infects people that took the Moderna vaccine. We know that the vaccines didn't work. We know that they, they lied to us about that. They lied through their teeth. A report, 44% of pregnant women in Pfizer's trial, the trial study that they didn't want out there, but was out there because of a FOIA request, these people, the 44% of pregnant women in Pfizer trial lost their babies. The FDA, and these are the same people. Hey, these are the same people that are trying to lower the world's population. We heard Bill Gates say that. We heard the World Economic Forum promote that. They want more souls, we want less. 
Bill Gates, we can control the population with new vaccines, reproductive services, and socialized medicine, otherwise known as death panels, abortions, and RNA vaccines that control and manipulate your DNA through spike proteins and cause myocarditis and uh, resulting in heart cardiac arrest for young people. More than 40% of the pregnant women who participated in Pfizer's mRNA COVID vaccine trials suffered miscarriages according to internal Pfizer documents recently released under court order. Should this guy be brought up on war crimes? The same guy that just got COVID after being quadruple vaccinated and has the nerve to tweet out that, thank goodness he was properly vaccinated, that he's going to make it okay? Well, I got COVID, and guess what? I'm not vaccinated. It was a walk in the park. It was one of the easiest things I ever had to deal with. No biggie. And I got it. And my reaction, 20 other people got it from the same event. And guess what? My reaction was no different than anybody else's. And I was recovering from spine surgery and some other things. I wasn't as strong as I could, as I normally could be. So, trust me, it's, it's a ruse. It was a, the whole COVID thing was a scam. This whole climate thing is a scam. Twice this week, I played Brian Catt the physicist, who said that we're in a cyclical period, that, that we're two degrees lower than the highest temperatures and one degree higher than the lowest temperature of all time. And he said there's nothing to this. And that somehow we're spending $750 billion, almost a trillion dollars just this week, on climate at the same time, they're confiscating federal lands and not allowing you to drill for energy, and they're not allowing you to uh, farm your land. They're curbing with climate. They're using climate to control farmers. <laughs> they're using it's a fake scam, folks. Climate is a scam. It's a scam, and we're falling for it like we did with the COVID. CDC just came out just now and said we made all kinds of mistakes. Oops, sorry. Sorry, we made mistakes. We're going to do better. We researched, and we next time we're going to be better. And they're not going to be better. They never are better. They're these sick monsters, these liberal socialists that never seem to have your interest at heart. I remember seeing all these liberals talking about, well, you fooled me with the vaccines. I'm not going to take, you know, I'm not going to advocate the vaccines. But, you know, the next issue, they're going to be just as dumb and just as loud and just as vocal and just as censoring. You know, just like if we print something or post something on Facebook about Hunter Biden's laptop, we get we get screwed. But. If we write something negative about Trump, everything's hunky-dory. Not that I ever would. But I did come up with this little uh, ruse. You know, basically, uh, they went into Mar-a-Lago and they found 
uh, the Eric uh, Eric uh, Trump did all these things that Hunter did, and and Ivanka Trump did all these things that uh, Biden uh, sister Biden daughter did with the diary, and so on and so forth. And I didn't put that it was satire. And of course, Facebook didn't uh, check me. They just allowed that to go on. It was negative toward Trump. Then I added a disclaimer and a, a addendum. No, no, I was just joking. Could you imagine, though, if they found all this stuff, how the wor- world would be pounding on the Trumps? Simply because they want to have a secure border. They want to pull out of this climate hoax. They want to uh, not lock down the country, which was a huge mistake. They want to question the CDC. They want to build our military. They don't want to give our money away to foreign uh, countries. They don't want to give our net, uh, our emergency reserve oil to China. Uh, they want to secure our border. You know, what's the big deal? They want to weaken Iran, who hates America. They don't want to reward the Palestinians for shooting missiles into Israel by defunding them. They don't want to reward the triangle countries that are feeding all the the uh, caravans that are migrating into our country the nonprofit group public health and medical professionals for transparency sued the FDA last September after the agency denied its freedom of information request to expedite the release of mRNA vaccine review documents. In November 2021 joint status report, the FDA proposed releasing only 500 pages of the documents a month, which would have lasted 75 years. And they, they got the documents now in the treasure trove. And these Pfizer documents are starting to come out and we're starting to learn the horrors behind these stupid vaccines that people took. And these monsters want to control our population. They want to lower it. Even Boris Johnson's dad, I, I, I played a quote, I played a video or audio for you where he said, an island like ours shouldn't be 75 million people. We should be like uh, anywhere from 9 to 15 million. I'm telling you, these socialist monsters want to kill us off. And COVID was the perfect mechanism. You think Hitler was bad, wanting a superior race and wanting to kill all the Jews because he didn't think that they were up to snuff and he wanted to just exterminate a certain class of people? Well, what do you think COVID did? In Italy, which had a very elderly population, it killed off the elderly, which was great for the socialist medicine because they were hoarding all the medicine. The people uh, that were older were getting sicker. They were sick. That's normal. People who get old, older, they get older and they get sicker and they need more medical attention. That's what happens in life. Socialized medicine, though, that's a burden for socialized medicine. Not only that, they work their whole life for a retirement package that they're supposed to get. Well, it's now time for the government to pay them back for all their years of contribution in the tax system. Right? Wrong. No, the COVID comes along and kills them off. So now the government doesn't have to either pay their monthly salaries or take care of them medically. COVID was perfect for that. Kill the weak. 
and let the strong live on. Except there were some problems with that because young, strong men were dying of heart attacks from myocarditis. They didn't really factor it all in. A couple of Bill Gates' little plans didn't go quite the plan. Research reveals COVID lockdowns claimed 20 times more life years than they saved. COVID-19 lockdowns could be responsible for claiming 20 times more lives than they actually saved, than they were advertised to save, according to a new analysis published in the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health. Just another screw-up by the government, by the globalists. They don't care. They don't care. Here's what Russell Brands had to say. True, true to, uh, well, we're going to listen to Russell Brands here in a second, but first I want to play this clip here. Uh, Russell Brands is talking about green and farm land, uh, which is another globalist agenda. But this uh, Dr. Asim Malhotra, why reluctance to acknowledge all possible causes of ex- excess deaths? Willful blindness and result of lockdowns undoubtedly a factor, but reanalysis of data from original trials suggests mRNA products may be more likely to, if true, this is extraordinary. So let's take a listen. Why is there a reluctance to actually have an honest look at what's causing that? It's a great question, Mark. So I think with a lot of these things, certainly uh, it's the, the, the excess deaths is probably likely multifactorial. Mm. So before, let's say, for example, the vaccines came into the equation in mm. terms of the harms, which you've mm. highlighted mm. Uh, very consistently on this, uh, on this program, I would have said, OK, this is probably to a large degree being driven by the end result of lockdowns. Mm. You know, we know I'm as a cardiologist, I know the, how heart disease develops, how people can develop heart attacks quite quickly, how people can have sudden cardiac death linked to lifestyle factors, including poor diet and stress. Yeah. Right. And we know that people's diets got worse and people are under a lot of stress. But to answer your questions very specifically mm. in terms of things that aren't being looked at. So, for example, mm. could the vaccine be linked to these excess deaths? Mm. That's the question. I would say it's willful blindness by many people. And I would say uh, and then this is through my own experience speaking mm. to people. So what does that mean? People turning a blind eye yeah. in order to feel safe, mm. to avoid con- conflict, mm. to reduce anxiety and to protect prestige. Yeah. And many people, certainly vaccine injuries are a real thing. There's no doubt about mm. it. The question is, what is the extent of those injuries mm. and how does that balance against what the benefit of the vaccine is? And we haven't got the answer quite precisely yet, but we're getting there. And what I would say for me as a doctor, what really concerned me, and you mentioned it in the letter we wrote to President yeah. Biden and Boris Johnson and actually published in European Scientist, mm. is um, very eminent doctors, very eminent scientists, Peter Doshi, associated mm-hmm. with the BMJ, Robert Kaplan from Stanford. Mm. In one of their pre-print, publica- pre-print publications, they were able to get access to new data from Pfizer and Moderna original trials mm. on the vaccine. And what they found is shocking. Mm. As you said earlier, that in the trial itself, it appeared that one was more likely to suffer a serious adverse event from the vaccine, so disability, life-changing event, hospitalization, than they were to be hospitalized from COVID. And that was during the more lethal strain. Now, if this is true, and there's a good reason to suggest that it is, then it changes everything. No, it does. And you... And did Pfizer know this? Did Moderna know this? Because in the history of the... So... 
So let's take a listen to this one part. This this part here isn't scientific, but it's it's truly the root of the problem we face with climate and with COVID. Let's take a listen right here. To protect prestige. Right and here. many people right here. certainly to avoid con conflict, right here. to reduce anxiety and to protect prestige. To avoid conflict, to reduce anxiety and to protect prestige. That's peer pressure, folks. This peer pressure, this is what the media's impact is on you. It's disgusting. Speaking mm. to people, so what does that mean? People turning a blind eye yeah. in order to feel safe, mm. to avoid con conflict, mm. to reduce anxiety, and to protect prestige. Wow. That is it. That's part of the formula that gets compliance. That right there. It's absolutely disgusting. And it's why you shouldn't, you know, play these games. So, oh, I was just, I was, I was seeing, I was just saw this Trump, uh, 93% of the, Liz, they're saying Liz Cheney, she voted with Trump 93% of the time. I, I was wondering what the 93% was trending Trump 93%. Many people are saying that Trump 93% is actually the part of his brain. No, so people are trashing Trump, right? But they're also saying uh, that Liz Cheney voted 93%. I thought it was going to be this, and I was going to report it, um, that what was trending was Trump 93%. Um, and I thought it was going to be that he's got 93% of the GOP support which I would not be surprised if that's the case. That's what I was hoping to see. Um, that's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing this trending on uh, social media, uh, Trump 93%. And I believe that's just related to Liz Cheney, who's a loser that's gone. And thank goodness she is gone. But I would like to think that maybe Trump gets 93% of the straw polls that are going to be happening uh, this uh, election season. All right, so uh, there's one more thing. New study indicates natural immunity offers greater protection from COVID-19 than the vaccines. Okay, that's a, uh, that's a study that came out in June of 2022. So I feel pretty good about that because I have the natural immunity because I got COVID and I don't, I've never been vaccinated. Um, all right, so let's take a listen to this. A woman from New South Wales has died after taking the AstraZeneca vaccine. An 18-year-old health worker has developed blood clots after getting her COVID vaccine. An elderly woman has died in what's believed to be South Australia's first case of fatal blood clotting caused by the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. A Queensland man is in intensive care tonight suffering a blood clot after receiving his AstraZeneca vaccine. He's one of five similar cases around the country. Six new cases of blood clots have been officially linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Three more cases of blood clots have been linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine, including one case in an 80-year-old man. 53-year-old South Australian man is tonight gravely ill in intensive care after suffering a blood clot 
linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. In breaking news, a Central Coast woman has died after receiving a COVID vaccine. The head of the Therapeutic Goods Administration is calling for calm following the deaths of two people in our state who received the COVID vaccine. Concerns around the safety of the AstraZeneca vaccine have been realised here in Australia, with medical experts confirming the death of a Central Coast woman is likely linked to the jab. A major medical investigation is underway tonight over whether a local man suffered blood clots as a result of getting the Pfizer vaccine. Australians are being urged not to jump to conclusions over the death of a woman from blood clots <laughs> after receiving the COVID vaccine. Tonight, Seven News can reveal another similar death is also being investigated. The authorities in Norway are investigating the deaths of at least 33 elderly Norwegians who received Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. And the nation's medical regulator has revealed seven new cases of blood clots linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. A Launceston family is pleading for help after their teenage daughter fell ill after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. Faith Ranson has been in and out of hospital and suffers almost daily ticks after experiencing what a leading doctor admits was an adverse reaction to the vaccine. It's estimated 79,000 people have suffered adverse reactions to vaccines. There. Maybe they should have done more studies on this stuff before they rolled all this stuff out. Um, just saying, right? Just saying. All right, so this is Russell Brand. Trudeau spars with farmers on climate change plan, risking uh, grain output. All right, so this is, again, this is in the name of climate. The government is proposing to cut emissions from fertilizer by 30% by 2030 as part of a plan to get to net zero in the next three decades. But growers are saying that to achieve that, they may have to shrink grain output significantly at a time when the world is scrambling for more supplies. Weird. The tension comes as efforts to cut carbon dioxide emissions related to energy are lagging, so policymakers are increasingly looking to other sectors, including agriculture. Now, what's interesting about this is when Justin Trudeau's spreading this message, he's doing it by flying all over Canada in a private jet. If there's one thing you don't want to do when spreading the message of not spreading emissions is spread emissions while you're spreading the message about spreading those emissions. In July, Trudeau managed to rack up 26,000 kilometres aboard his private jet Can Force One. What a stupid name. Like, if you're trying to distance yourself from America, don't name your leader's private jet after their leader's private jet. Well, they got a private jet, have they, for their leader? Yeah, it's called uh, Air Force One. Let's call ours Can Force One. Yes, we bloody well can. Flying across 20 flights, all within Canada. He's bouncing around Canada, and he? Attending all those pancake parties. 5,500 kilometres came from Trudeau's ship to the Calgary Stampede. That's what we saw him at in that cowboy app. Staying for less than six hours for a photo op. They can't be around normal people for too long. They start to feel sick, even if there are delicious pancakes available. Also, the people don't want them there. Hey, you bastard, why don't you start answering some difficult questions? Oh, stampede me out of this place. These pancakes ain't so sweet. The richest 1% of the global population have used twice as much carbon as the poorest 50% over the last 25 years, according to Oxfam. So if what you were really interested in was reducing carbon, what you'd do is you'd talk to the most powerful people in the world, the most powerful interests in the world, the most powerful elites in the world, and say, you've got to reduce your carbon emissions. And then what they'll do is they'll say, we can't do that because it'll affect our business and we'll stop all our lobbying and we'll stop funding your political parties and we'll stop funding the centralised global agencies that even came up with 
these ideas in the first place. So why don't you go pressure normal people who are already having a hard time? Why don't you stick it to them, like farmers and truck drivers? Hold on a minute, I'm writing this down. What? Farmers, truck drivers? <laughs> Is he right, though? He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right on that. And, um, you know, I saw this over at uh, Gateway Pundit. Breaking exclusive. Trump got him. Huge concerns about Peter Strzok working for the CIA are likely at the heart of Mar-a-Lago raid. Now, we've reported that since the very beginning, that uh, Peter Strzok you know, has a long story with his dad over in the Middle East and so on and so forth. And it goes back to the Clinton era and a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, that that story is very intriguing. But Peter Strzok, you know, as weird as he was, was both CIA and FBI. And the level of corruption that's involved and... That's at the heart of the Crossfire Hurricane documents. And yesterday, and I was talking, and last week I posted on social media some documents that were made available to me by uh, um, by Catherine Herridge. And she comes out with this uh, document that was uh, decl- where it was a memorandum of declassification of Crossfire Hurricane. And President Trump did it on January 19th, 2021. And what it was about was, I think it was about holding secret documents as leverage so that the Trump family would be protected. Because ultimately, they want to take Trump down. And they could easily do it. They could take Trump down. But then Trump can take them down too. So what they were trying to do is confiscate his records and take away his carrots and sticks so that they could then lock him up, throw him in jail, and throw away the key and prevent him from ever running for office again. That's what's at the heart of all of this, these documents. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, there these documents now are in the hands of the FBI and they are declassified. But if they make them part of this investigation and they seal everything and they keep everything under wraps, like, oh, we can't possibly tell you what's in these boxes because it's part of an ongoing investigation. And that's why they want to keep the affidavit sealed. President Trump is saying, show me the affidavit. And the affidavit hearing is going to be later on Thursday. And this affidavit is basically uh, not going to be revealed. And um, unfortunately, it's not going to be revealed. And um, But I think it's going to involve, very much involve, Crossfire Hurricane secret documents that they uh, that the Trump family could use as leverage, and they're not going to want they're going to want to make sure that these records never see the light of day, because they've already been declassified. But now they're part of a class, they're part of an investigation, so now 
they could be sealed again. That's exactly what they did with Comey. Remember Comey got fired? And it took them, what, 24 hours to get Bob Mueller to seal everything back up? They didn't get, they were like lickety split. The quickest special counsel implementation I've ever seen in my life. Because the crossfire hurricane and the documents that are associated with the illegal corruption that was going on in Ukraine was all part of this cover up. The Clintons and uh, Uranium One, the CFIUS courts, the donations to the Clinton Foundation, all this stuff. We forget more than we've learned. You know, we, there's so much we actually have forgotten. When you peel this onion about Peter Strzok, uh, that, that one, I remember talking about that daily. So the, so, the, the, you know, the Gateway Pundit says this. We reported back in May of 2020 that Peter Strzok was somehow connected to the CIA. I, I covered that way back. General Flynn's attorney, Sidney Powell, even said on Hannity's show on Fox News at that time. So, um, that's, I'm not going to get into reading that whole thing, but it says, could be Peter Strzok have worked for... Could Peter Strzok have worked for both the FBI and CIA or only one entity? If that entity was the CIA, how could Peter Strzok have been fired from the FBI? Well, I had posted stuff on that. And if you do a Twitter search at Scott Adams show and Peter Strzok during uh, the years of uh, like 2017, 18, I had all kinds of great information on that particular subject, which is actually interesting. It's a very interesting subject. But if nothing's ever going to happen by it, uh, you know, then uh, what's the point? Um, here's a DeSantis uh, talking about wokeism in schools. I want to play this clip before we run out of time, but let's take a listen. And what was right now, people are doing, looking at the, the research, they're saying, oh, man, the masks uh, will hurt the kids. Now, we, we banned the masks in Florida um, uh, with, with the legislature, with the Parents' Bill of Rights and, and, and other actions. But, you know, the reality is that was not grounded in data. It was not grounded in evidence. It was basically the current thing. You know, people would put in their Twitter profile a mask and a, and a, and a syringe, and that was like their identity. <laughs> And it was ridiculous. They lied to us about the mRNA shots. They said, if you take it, you will not get COVID. That is false. That is not true. And they continue to say, even now when the evidence is so overwhelming, uh, that not only is that not true, people that have multiple boosters, you know, you're, a, you're definitely at risk of getting it. There's no question about that. So, so it's just time and time again, I think you've seen ideology placed over over data and evidence. And then what happens is, is that they will say something like, okay, six weeks of masks will end COVID. So that's what they claim. It doesn't happen. And then what they'll do is they will kind of move the goalposts and say, well, you know, only 95% wore it. So now, and they will constantly uh, try to shift 
because they will never admit that their ideology was, was incorrect. So that's very, very dangerous when you're looking at all these things. So that's a problem with our society that we're grappling with. And what I've said in the state of Florida, because we've taken on woke corporations, we've taken on ESG. Obviously, in the classroom, we've battled a lot of ideologies. But what I've said is that the state of Florida is the state, uh, is the place where woke goes to die. Uh, we are not going to let this state... We're not going to let this state descend into some type of woke dumpster fire. We're going to be following common sense. We're going to be following, um, you know, facts. And that's just really, really important. So anyways, thank you guys for being here. God bless you all. All right. So we have one more clip I wanted to play uh, before we run out of time. This is a short one, I believe. Uh, Let's take a listen to this about the First Amendment. You know what? You're finished. You can count on being sued. Seems to me that you think you can supersede the United States Constitution. I've got news for you, school board president Benito Mussolini. Your power does not supersede that of the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment rights of the citizens of this great nation. Let's be very, very clear who has the power. Mr. It is Campbell, not government policy. Do not warn me or do not interrupt my time. This is my comment, not your comment. I'm quoting to you now from the United States Supreme Court 1964 case, New York Times versus Sullivan. This is constitutional case law in this country. This nation is founded on the, quote, profound national commitment to the principle that debate on public issues shall be uninhibited, robust, and wide open, and that it may well include vehement, caustic, and sometimes unpleasantly sharp attacks on government and public officials. That's constitutional case law in this nation. I don't have to be nice to you. Nobody behind me has to be nice to you. If you don't like living in the United States of America, then you can all move to Russia, Cuba, or China. This is the First Amendment. My right to critique your fascism, which is what this is, is constitutionally protected. We've got the school board president saying she'll do better at hitting the moot button in blatant violation of the Constitution for her lobbying and her advocacy of unconstitutional censorship. I want you, the school board, to terminate the employment of Dr. Charissa Gibson with immediate effect. terminated her employment, I want all of you to tender your resignations for hating on this country. We have a God-given constitutional right to critique you, and we can speak in any lawful tone that we see fit. And don't go looking around, Benito, because this is the United States of America. Wow. (laughs) That's a great way to end the show, man. That guy got me fired up. And I got to tell you, everything he said... I just couldn't say it better, so I let him say it himself. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. Man, goosebumps. Anyway, brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, Be sure to check out magapac.org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. This show is just a part of it. And also, when you go over to mypillow.com, be sure to use, what's the code? The code is Red State, the Red State code. So use Red State when you make your My Pillow purchase. It helps us. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody.